It's not a dick joke. Mekong? Yeah. Mekong. Mekong. Mekong that ass. <laughs> you are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. Everyone, welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We are coming to you live from Mom's house living room, where we both are, and probably the last time for a while. It's the super sober episode of the Dude Nature Podcast. Adam, what gripes do you have for super us today? Super sober episode. Super sober episode. But we're doing it live. We're doing it live. What gripes? We're do you at have? Mom's house. I'm just getting our volume equaled out. Noah, these are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. Yep. So my gripe today, and I got a pretty detailed one. Is the river of poop theory I was talking to you about yesterday? And Noah, yeah, you're gonna have to detail this. Okay, so what is what is the river of poop theory? Here's the thing: back in the day, your neighbor would tell you about a great book they just read, maybe called Treasure Island. You know, maybe called right. Castaway. What is it? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Right. Awesome book. King Arthur. Awesome book about a man who who goes into children's windows at night. And steals them away. Called Pan, the great, the great Pan. Right, called the, at that point, <laughs> the great he and was lovely the great Pan. And lovely Pan. <laughs> a older kid An who older used to go and child steal children, coming into children's windows and stealing them. So that was how you used to get your and recommendations. Taking it to Neverland, right? and then you'd be like, "Great, I will read about the Great Pan or the Whimsical Pan or Treasure Island, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, or Robinson Crusoe, or whatever," and be like, "Oh, this is pretty good, right?" You don't have that many options. Fast forward till now, we live in a time where it's very easy to publish content. You could publish podcasts. You, we publish this podcast, right? This crap podcast. YouTube, blogs, whatever. Anyone could publish anything they want. It's not that hard. So unfortunately, what gets created in this case is whatever gets the most clicks. So breasts, right? An ass, a breast. Dude nature. Right? Men swallowing bugs. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. self-inflicted pain for men, right? Is thrust to the top of the of the rotting heap of poop basically in the river of poop okay so, so let me let me here's let me, me, me no, summarize i got to finish it let me finish it so the problem is it's very hard to find the diamonds in the rough the diamonds in the poop so much because content out there it's hard to find diamond i think of it like you're standing on the river on the bank of a river of poop and the poop is flowing by you and it used to be there wasn't that much poop and you could see there was actually water and you could see the diamonds in the water so easy but now because there's so much capital C word content you can't find the diamonds in the poop so I often come into periods of my life where I don't have a good book I'm reading I don't have a good video game I'm playing I don't have a good board game I'm playing the dark movie tv show like whatever all my entertainment media like what would you call all that that I like I just I can't find anything because everything so much shit all the recommendations are buried in the river of poop and all the the internet keeps wanting me to read the same five books, Name of the Wind, Patrick Rothfuss, Wizard of Earthsea, Ursula Le Guin, and Wheel of Time, which I don't want to read. What Right, because Wheel of Time is, a, is a, like a 16-page... Right, if you Google epic. right now, great sci-fi books, great fantasy books, you're just going to you get, get dog a, shit. You're going to get a dog shit clickbait You're going to get a bunch of dog shit. So, yesterday, when I was thinking, we found, we found... Sometimes you'll find ways, people that have excavated the river of poop for you, and will bring diamonds up. So Tom Vassell and Dice Castle. I watched a bunch of videos yesterday. What's I that think for? It's, Tell the it's awesome. It's for board games. And he his list of the top 10 board games, 
we were looking at it yesterday, and there were board games that we have never heard yeah, about before. That's what I've never ever heard about before. You wouldn't find these board games any if you typed in board game, you would never find these. But these are the best board games, games like Project Elite. But they're right? buried underneath a river of shit. Board games like Orleans, they're bit weird ass weird, weird board games. But, but when we looked good. them up, they look so cool. And I just I think it's awesome that Dice Castle did that for board games, and I just want that for for books. Movies, TV shows, whatever. I need someone to excavate for me. I think that is really valuable and super annoying that I can't find anything that I like. Right. I, I don't know if there's one for books yet. There is a, like I was telling you yesterday, there's a dude I follow on Good. He comments on all these fancy things on Goodreads, mm-hmm. but I can't recommend him because he's some of his writings I just totally disagree with. Yeah. Like he read, so Black Tongue Thief, which Adam recommended on the, on the spring reading list, which I'm now reading. Yeah. It's fantastic. So I recommend that you get whatever you're reading. Just get Black Tongue Thief. It's it's the best fantasy book I've read in a while. Yeah, it's super good. He rated that a four. He rated another series I just read a four and a half, which wasn't that good. Yeah, so maybe I need to find the the book person then. Yeah, I found the board game person. But your your gripe is the river of shit that's the river of poo. Good. The river of poo. It's burying things that I I would really enjoy, and it's really hard to find the diamonds in the river of poop because it's so poopy. Good gripe. That's my gripe. Good gripe. What's your gripe? My gripe is uh, it's actually related maps on the Kindle. So if you're reading a book on the Kindle and you you go to the map page, they still have I don't know why when they make the book for the Kindle, why they don't fix the map. Do you know what I mean? So like a fantasy book it has a map at the beginning. Yeah. On the Kindle, it never ever ever works. Yeah, the Kindle it's map. It's this tiny picture, it just doesn't fucking work. I don't know why they don't fix the map. There isn't like a special for the map for the ebook to make it better. It's awful. I can never reference a map. So that's one. And then the second thing is navigating on a Kindle is very shitty. It sucks. It's shit. I'd love to be able to just click and go back to the map. I want to just go back. I want to literally have a tab that says map and I want to just hit it and go back to the map. Well, maybe there should be a Kindle just for fantasy books. That has you like could make a mapish. It, you could like put a map in the in the corner. Well, the point of the Kindle is to have all your books on it. So you wouldn't want to have two Kindles. Now you're getting back into books. Right. Right. That's true. So maybe they should just fix the Kindle, right? That'd it's, be nice. It, it's bullshit. The thing about the Kindle, can I just say something? Yep. It's a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Some features work very well, right? Like the the screen is not like screeny. The the backlight works well. It's very light. And then some things are really bad with it. Like what? Like the map. Like the navigation on it. The navigation. Like, like how buggy and slow the software is on it. I think what what I'm saying is that I think that someone really could make a better Kindle. I think that this technology is not perfected for the Kindle. I like your river of poo, right? Huge problem. Just think about that. I saw the new I saw the new Halo. Saw the TV show. Talking about a pile of shit. A dump. I read somewhere that. Um, the director and the main actor had never played Halo in their life. I'm not sure why you would cast either one to direct the series, but it was really bad. No. Yeah. It's time to play a game. It is. Okay. These are facts about two things. Number one, the Chinese giant salamander. And number two, catfish noodling. Good. Okay? And you need to tell me if these facts are true or tell false. Tell me what catfish noodling is. Or okay. do you want to just do it in the game? 
Catfish noodling is when you stick your hand in a hole and a catfish bites onto it and you pull your hand out of the hole and voila, you have fished successfully for a catfish. That's unbelievable. It's crazy for giant catfish. So where does this go down in the United States primarily? Oh, it goes down. Where in what geographical region? Where do you think? I can where, guess. Do you, where do you think? It's it, what's called the dirty where, south. <laughs> where do you think right? it goes down? It goes down in one place. It goes down the in the motherfucking south. south. The same place where we took a hike and there was a dude just hiking barefoot. Yeah. Shout out to all our listeners in the south. And then another dude that that asked us in the middle of a hike. He looked like he was going to pass out and ask us where the helicopter pad was. That was sick. Those are the people we saw in the south. That Shout was also out to sick. our southern listeners. We love you. Awesome food. Different breed. You guys are a different breed out there. Different breed. Just, just true. Great food okay. though. Sorry. Fantastic. Catfish noodling giant salamander. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about the South coming up and about the legality of noodling, right? Or the illegality The South of is such a different beast. It's a different beast, different culture. Different culture. Remember, so here. we were thinking about moving to Asheville, North Carolina. We yep. went to Asheville, North Carolina to visit it. And what we realized is that I don't know if we could get, we could just become, I don't know if we could understand it. The, su- the Southern It was just really, difference. it was just, I really liked, the, liked a lot of the people there. Great. Great people. Fantastic. It was just Fantastic really people. South. Great city, Asheville, also. It is a great city. Great city. Awesome city. Nature is drinking and eating. Drinking and eating. Nature. It is drinking and eating. Nature. Yeah. Not West Coast nature. Mm-hmm. Not rural nature snobbery. Yeah. But um, hence the name of the podcast. It would have been hard to become south. Yeah. Just to get it. Super well, south. there is nature. It's bushy. It's very dense nature. Right. When we went on our hikes, it is very leafy. The nature sounds like Creedence Clearwater. Do you know what I mean? Muddy river. Run through the jungle. Yeah. Like a muddy river in, yeah. in the forest. Right, muddy, keep, lush. It's a rainforesty river. N- so a giant salamander, it's four feet long. True or false? Salamander that's four feet long. Yeah. True? True. It, it's that is salamander. false. It's actually five feet long. Great. Love it. It looks like a giant blob. <laughs> it's a five feet long. Yeah, it's salamander. the biggest amphibian in the world. Does it live here? No, and it lives. It honestly lives in the Yangtze River, the Yangtze. It actually lives in the. Yankees? It actually lives in China in the Yangtze River. The giant salamander. Yeah, in the Yangtze. Yangtze nuts. <laughs> Does it actually live in the Yangtze? And also in Kenya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and do also it, in do Kenya. It, do it. Give it. Can you fit these nuts in your mouth? <laughs> All right, good. It no. really does live in the Yankees, though. Okay, so <laughs> noodling and giant salamanders are only practiced slash live in the Yankees River in China. So noodling only takes place in China, and giant salamanders are only living in China. Gi- giant salamanders take place in China. Yes. Okay, so that would be the true part of the statement is salamanders, they only live in the Yankees in China. Yeah. Kenya. And noodling takes place And in the noodling south. is done in the southern United States. <laughs> okay. Where else would noodle? Do you think the French would noodle? Do you think do you, do you think, think though? Do you think, do, you French, think so? do you think French people would stick their hand in a catfish hole? One thing and have I also it? wanted to mention, I was gonna do for Grace. Where else in the world do you feel like noodling for catfish would Our happen? mom's favorite sayings, momisms, and one of mom's favorite sayings right now is Franch. He's a, li- right. he's a little franch. What our mom means by that is that he it's someone that has sex with both men and women. He's a little franch. She also has another word. For the same thing. He's a little Flemish, which is also like Flemish. a, is it like a Belgium thing? Yeah, w- yeah. When she Belgish. thinks someone's being like, like, like a miscreant, a sexual miscreant, she'll say, he's, he's being Flemish. Oh, he's a little Franch. He's a little Franch or he's a Flemish. So you guys can take that one. That's Christian Pulisic is being a little Flemish. So he's not. Uh, last question. In Texas, it is, 
is it okay here's the question in texas is it legal to noodle or to own a giant salamander love this which, which one which one's legal mm-hmm. it's uh, i think it's legal to own a giant salamander in texas as of 2011 you can legally noodle they instead of illi- le- making it illegal which a lot of states have done texas has actually made it legal they're like, fuck yeah, they're like, keep noodling. They're like, yeah, keep on noodling. No, keep on fucking doing it. So in 2011, you can noodle in Texas, but you cannot own an endangered species in Texas legally. George Washington, mm-hmm. he said, let us noodle. And that's why he led the Revolutionary <laughs> War. No, but what is our topic today? Our topic today is river monsters. We're going to go into, I'm going to go into hippos. River monster in my pants. Then electric eel, then mm-hmm. halftime honey. Then Adam, what are you going into? I am going to talk about giant catfish, and then I'm going to talk about giant stingrays. Okay, tight. We are drinking yeah, right now drinking? as we podcast. We're drinking the none other, none other than <clears throat> the Four Sigmatic coffee. Right here. Right it now. It is fantastic. Whatever you're drinking. Harder nipples. If you want harder nipples. More sex. If you want better sex. More sex. If you want to noodle more, more effectively. Better. better noodling. Drink Four Sigmatic. Go to mm-hmm. Use offer code Dude Nature. Harder dude noodle. Nature, all one word. Mm-hmm. No exclamation mark. To get 10% off your Four Sigmatic coffee. That's right. Adam, yes. because I don't suck. You say second cell is everything we need to know to enjoy the episode. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, go. Noah, fresh water has no salt in it, or it at least has diminishing levels of salt. But what it does have is giant critters. Many of our cities are placed near freshwater sources like lakes and rivers, and such so our culture and the culture of humanity, it intersects with freshwater fish more so than saltwater ones. And the diversity of freshwater fish is staggering. So today we take a look at the beauty and size of our favorite river monsters. And so, Noah... Yes. What is our theme today? My theme was actually weird animals come from from rivers. And now I think about it, do you think that southern people kind of come from rivers? (laughs) What is that? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Asheville has a river. Yeah. The Mississippi River. Yeah. You know, it's like woodsy and rivery. Southern people are a different breed. They're a different animal down there, kind of like an electric eel. What? Yeah. You see where I, where I came from there? Not. Noah told me before the podcast that he was going to take the 10%. He was holding off. Hold, he's holding no, 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 no. off I, that, the podcast. That's a different part. That's, that's a different part. Is it? Yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to bring that. I've been going 95. I've been yeah. holding back about five. I'm wondering if I should take the hold back five out. Put a little south in your mouth. Put a little south in your mouth. What do you think about southern people are from rivers? What do you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? All right, we're starting with hippos. Hippos are <laughs> what the. What does lar- that mean? Hippos are the biggest living land mammal, Adam, after elephants and rhinos. Do you know how much the a- average female fucking hippo weighs? No. Do you know how much a hippo, a female hippo weighs? They're they're huge. Yeah. A female hippo, a big girl, right? Big girl. One of the big biggest girl. A big girl, big, big ass, big ass bass, big bass. She weighs three thousand pounds of mean. Okay, that's that is the that's the size of a car. She's just a car out there. Do you know how much a male hippo can weigh? How much? A humongous male bull hippo. They he weighs ten thousand pounds. No way. Do you know how fucking big that is? How big is that? It's it's, it's ten thousand pounds, dude. A Ford F one fifty weighs five thousand pounds. So a a male hippo weighs two Ford F one fifties. They're fucking huge. Do you get that? Do you get how big they are? <laughs> Once again, just a reminder that I can't cut the sound effect off until it's fully finished. Right. Yeah. Do you get how big 10,000 pounds is, though? No, I don't. It's two Ford F-150s. Next time you see a Ford F-150 on the road, say that that's half of a, of a male hippo's weight. <laughs> that's how fucking big they are. 
That's a lot of hippo. That's a lot of man. That's a lot of animal. It's so, so they much must hippo, have, Wait, dude. so are they carnivorous? They have those dude, canines. The like, reason they that eat? they can hold on to that much weight is because they do literally nothing. They spent they spend 16 hours sitting inside of the swamp. So that's just why. Like, just that's like why hanging out. When you They're go very to, social. That's why when you go to the zoo and you go to the, the disgusting hippo tank, that nasty-ass hippo you're tank just like, smells where is, like You're like, where is the hippo? Where is the hippo? And someone's like, oh, it's back there. And you look like in the back and there's right. like a little tail. The right. Hip- and it's not moving. The hippo exhibit stinks. Yeah, it's a stinky exhibit. Um, th- so, but they're so amphibious, right? They need dude, water. One cool thing about them is that they're they're super social. They're very very social. How are they social if they don't move? That's what they do. They spend sixteen hours sitting in the swamp, like like resting on each other. Okay, so they don't move because they need so many calories because they're so heavy. They don't move. So their their whole life strategy is that they're like we're gonna get to ten thousand pounds so nothing can eat us. <laughs> yeah. And in order to hold on to that weight because we can't really prey on anything. It's literally because, like fat tissue in yeah, evolution. It's literally fat tissue. In order to hold on to that weight, we spend sixteen hours of the day sitting in the swamp. We actually don't even sit on land because we can't hold our own weight without help. Oh for, so, for too long. So the buoyancy the water makes them they buoyant. can't hold their own weight. It's ten thousand pounds of hippo. Oh, oh okay. So they can't stand up without a lot of energy. They can stand up but it burns too much calorie. Okay. So instead, they, they sit in groups of 30 – some groups of hippos have been, are 200 hippos together. Oh, so they have, they're, they're big social groups. Huge big, social big. groups, and they're led by one dominant male who's 10,000 pounds. Dominant hippo male. 10,000 pounds. Is mean. it one male hippo and a lot of female hippos? No, no, no. no. Is it? I, mixed there's, group. there's many, but it's led by the dominant male. And he's the only one that can breed, or can the lesser male? It's a good breed? question. I have no idea. Just thinking about the primary. I have no stuff. idea. What I was stuck on is the fact that a male hippo is, t- is two Ford F one fifties. Yeah, it's a big ass fucking animal. So because so they spend almost the entire their entire lives sitting in the swamp hanging out. I feel like you would really enjoy being a hippo. Yeah, and I don't that's mean what that that's sense. what I'm trying. That's what I'm going for. Is that like you spend most of the days sitting hanging out they, at sunset for well, about? Wait, wait. What do you do if that's what I do? If, do you do something me? different? Yeah, I'd like to be a hippo too. Yeah, I would be a hippo as well. Okay. At sunset, mm-hmm. they travel on land, and they and that's when they eat. They graze eighty pounds of grass a day. <laughs> no, don't. each hippo eats eighty pounds of grass a day. Do you know how much fucking? Wait, that grass doesn't make any is? sense. Hold on, hold on. If you look in a hippo's mouth, right, they have those big canines in the front. Mm-hmm. What are those for? If they eat grass, protection. Okay, protection. Why would you? Those protection. are for, those are for for meat, right? They're they're omnivores, aren't they? I don't think so. You think they're just herbivores? Herbaceous? Dude, they're herbaceous. According to National Geographic, they, I've never heard of that. What is what the fuck is National Geographic? Pounds. Eighty pounds. They have they have a mostly herbivorous diet, Adam. Mostly herbivorous. They, yeah. Each night they go travel for grass. They eat eighty pounds of grass a night. Okay, so they leave the swamp and they go At eat night, some grass. They leave the swamp because it's less hot. They leave the swamp. Swamp. They go eat eighty pounds of grass. Then they go back <laughs> to the swamp and they resume sitting. So they're basically like a sea cow. They're, they're fucking bigger. Do they have yeah. like the sacculated stomach like a cow for processing grass? Wow, these are these are really good questions for a di- for a different podcast. Yeah, you know, we've almost done a hundred episodes, so you know, I'm starting to make connections in my no, brain. This with is, my these are fucking fantastic questions. Yeah, I'm stuck. You know, it's it just it's fantastic, right? They sit around, they're huge. Um, yeah, like me. Yeah, like you. Yeah, like you're trying to be a hippo. Talk about their snorting. Okay, oh. snorting and their whining. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you. let's oh, talk yeah. just before you play it. Yeah. Okay. Um. A lawnmower. So when you're when you're going around the African savanna, people say that all you hear is just fucking hippos. Okay, so they're from they're from Africa. They're from Africa. Like where in Africa though? 
Good question. It's a giant continent, right? Yeah. We've we've gone through fucking this. We've gone through this before, <laughs> I feel like. Somewhere in Malaysia. It's a gigantic Micronesia. If the prime minister of Micronesia. Somewhere in Africa. Somewhere in Africa, hippos are from. Um, if you're walking around the plains of Africa, all, all you hear, I guess, is just hippo snort. <laughs> That's a hippo. So it's like my dog. It's like blue. snorting. Let's go snorting decibels. Yeah. A lawnmower is 90 decibels. Okay. A, a movie theater is 80. Okay. The front row of like a rock concert, like ACL, is 115 decibels. Yeah. And and a hippo's wheeze honk. I don't know if ACL is a rock concert anymore, seeing as though. The, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. EDM, I'm not basically. sure that you would call yeah. a, by ACL, Austin yeah. City Limits, the concert in Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would call it a rock it's concert. It's more like anymore. a dude with a laptop, right? It's a lot of dude. I don't know with, what it is. It's a lot anymore. of dude with laptop. I don't know what it is. When we first got there, they did. they had really good music. And now it's kind of like. Willie Nelson and his friends putting everyone to bed at the end. And they also, they don't have Willie anymore. And also, chain smokers, yeah. It's like it's like we're two. It's like two. Like it's a dichotomy. You, the headliner, either you go to bed or it's like you're raging hundred and fifty percent. At ACL, the headliners they have two main stages, and so they'll have one headliner like Willie Nelson to literally make you fall asleep. Willie Nelson, and then or Paul if you want to do Molly, you can go to the chain smokers. Right, but what if you did Molly and went to the other section? To Willie? To Willie. Molly at Willie. <laughs> you get kicked out for Molly at Willie. It's a no Molly. I'm Willie it's a Nelson. No Mo- it's a no I'm going to put you to bed. <laughs> I'm going to sing a song and put you right to bed. <laughs> There's like, but like Willie Nelson is like old Austin, all the old Austin hippies, and Chainsmokers is like everyone that's just moved there. <laughs> that's a great point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Old Austin, new Austin. Yeah. Um. So anyway, a hippo's wheeze honk. That's what they call their snort. It's like a, it's like, oh. okay, I'm getting horny. Okay, <laughs> a Randy snort. A hippo's wheeze honk is this, a wheeze honk. It's the same level as a rock concert. I love the wheeze. And That's so you just honk. hear wheeze honks going around, or going around the place. <laughs> and now, Adam, oh, the time has come to play the hippo's sounds. Okay, wheeze honk. And wheeze will honk you get an ad before you play the YouTube video? Maybe. Oh, we're P- see. People prepare. State Farm is. There they are. These are hippo sounds. <laughs> See wheeze honk. <laughs> oh no, it's so awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna hide a speaker and play this in mom's room. <laughs> Does this not sound like my dog? It sounds like your dog a little bit. It's like a horse donkey, water horse donkey. All right, that was 50 seconds of hippos, hippos honks. It wasn't. Think that was enough. It wasn't enough. I, oh my god, enough. the baby hippos are so cute. Uh, okay, so they are the world's deadliest land mammal, as you probably heard. They kill around 500 people a year in Africa. That's because, one, they're 10,000 fucking pounds, and two, they're very aggressive, and they're very territorial. So if you, you, you can't go anywhere near their, their members, their tribe. Why would you do that, though? I mean, there's 30 of them, and they're like all 10,000 pounds. Well, sometimes you, you stumble upon them. You don't know it. You don't know. But wh- where, where exactly Dude, there they... was one video. There was, a, there was a National Geographic naturalist. Yeah. And they were just canoeing in a river. Oh, no. They saw this big shape going underneath them, and a, a hippo flipped their canoe up in the air. 
like literally like threw its head up and just flipped it, flipped their canoe, yeah, feet in the air, and then they, I mean, they survived. But it's just they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. They'll go up to you and do shit. They don't like when people come to the river area. National Geo, yeah, Nat so the Geo. Hippo, hippo was like, "Fuck your liberal agenda, flip." <laughs> 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 Die liberals! <laughs> you want to communicate to hippo for the rest of the day? Um, <laughs> Joe Biden sucks. <laughs> Go Brandon. Flip. <laughs> so uh, this is a crazy hippo story. Um, Pablo Escobar, the drug lord, he had a he had an exotic animal collection. He had a menagerie. In oh, his, he did in his Colombian oh, estate. Once, then after he was killed by the Colombian government, they seized all his assets. So they went to go take his all the exotic animals he had as his, his estate and like put them into zoos in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Right? But, yeah, yeah. The one problem was that they couldn't move. The, they could move every other animal except for the hippos because they can because the hippos are aggressive, so aggressive. and they're ten thousand pounds. Okay, so they could not move the hippos, so they just left them on the estate. Yeah, right. Um. The hippos then, they escaped, and they made their way into the Medellin, Colum- Medellin waterways. Yeah. Like the sewers and the waterways. Medellin. And they liked it. And yeah. they bred, and they multiplied. And now there are estimated 100 hippos living in the river networks of Medellin, Colombia. <laughs> really? That's fucking real. So wait, they're not native to Colombia, right? No, they're native to, to Africa, Africa, somewhere in Africa. <laughs> That's amazing. They're native to Africa. Wait, so there's hundreds so of hippos now, living, now living in the waterways be, and the canals? Be, because of Pablo Escobar's hippos. Yeah. There are now 100 hippos just living in the canals of Colombia, of Medellin, Colombia. They're called cocaine hippos. Cocaine hippos. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. And they said, like, they want to remove them, but the, the residents kind of like them. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I mean, a hippo baby is, like, one, imagine of, the, just it's like, one of the cutest animal babies you've ever seen in, in your in life. Imagine being in, like, New York, and you, like, go around the corner, and it's just a fucking hippo. <laughs> yeah. Um... In, in hippo poo, sometimes their poo is a huge problem. Wait, what the, What do you do if one of these things chases you? Like, you don't want to... Oh, you're they're, fucked. They're aggressive, right? You're fucked. So you don't want to run into a hippo? No. At all? No. 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 That's like the last thing you want to no, run not into. No, not at all. You, you do not want to ever go near them. Better a jaguar than a hippo? This is their whole survival thing. They're yeah. just like, we hang out in the river. We're super mean to anything get, that gets around us, and we're huge. So nothing is going to just want to deal with this. That's amazing. And then we go on land, and we eat 80 tons of grass. <laughs> or 80 pounds of grass Wait. a, a night. Okay. In the Mar- uh, sometimes their poo is a big problem. In the Mara River Why? river in Kenya. In Kenya. <laughs> Wait, where? Mara River in Kenya? In Ken- Ken- yeah, Kenya. Kenya. <laughs> 4,000 hippos. Yep. They live, they live in the river. 4,000 hippos produce 9 tons of poo a day. Mm. Can you imagine? They push nine tons. Nine tons of hippo shit? 18,000 pounds of poo a day. Into the river. Into the river. Okay, so. So it's a problem. It becomes a problem. It's a problem because we can't drink the river water. Because they just literally then. shit so much. <laughs> what does their shit do? Like, do the fish eat their shit? Now I'm thinking about Wait, it. fish eating their shit is going to come up in my section. Okay, good. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. the, the zoo, like, the zoo must have a real problem with, like, getting rid of the feces of all their animals. Imagine picking up your dog poo. Yeah. Imagine picking up a fucking hippo. I'm sure poop. it's just with a bag. You have a hippo bag. Similar to a dog. How bag. do they like dr- get rid of the defecation of the animals? Shovel. Shovel in labor. When they poop in the water? Yeah. I mean the, wa- water? the water like at the San Francisco Zoo, the hippos exhibit is rough. 
It's just always been rough. Like the Bears at the San Francisco Zoo, Francisco also Zoo rough. Is, is rough. Yeah, it's a rough zoo. Mm-hmm. The primate section is better now. What do you do? But what do you when the water is full of hippo poo? Like, do you just drain? I guess you just drain it. Um, B- BBC Earth, they made a spy hippo. This thing's crazy. Yeah, it's literally a hippo that's remote. That's completely remote controlled and looks just like a hippo. To do what? Because. You can't. It's so hard to research them because you can literally you can't get anywhere near them because they're aggressive. Oh yeah. So, so what do they the do? only way to get to get near them is that they made a robotic hippo. I, I encourage you to go on YouTube and find this thing. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's okay. a fully robotic hippo that can swim underwater. It's wild. Wow. Um, the hippo even waggles its ears. It floats on the water. You know how hippos float on the top of the water, where it's just the top of their head. Yeah. It even waggles its ears. Mm-hmm. The spy hippo, because that's a sign of hippo confidence. When it wiggles, when you waggle your ear. Is it a wiggle or a waggle? It's a waggle. <laughs> okay. Wait, so they, they, they're buoyant. Like, they float with their head above the... That's yeah, what, what they prefer because they're so heavy. Right. Right. So, they made this remote control hippo, and they were able to... Dr- they, they drove it up to a big hi- hippo group. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's crazy when they go up to the hippo group. There's, like, big, huge hippos swimming underneath it. Those yeah. hippos, like, like, looking at it. They accidentally bump into a huge hippo that's just under the water. It gets mad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. One thing that that they found that's crazy is that underneath the water you can't see because the water's super murky because they're shitting nine tons a day. Right. <laughs> right. Underneath this water that no one can see under, there are humongous schools of fish. Bro. Okay. Yeah. Huge. Right. Huge, massive schools of fish that follow these hippo groups and around. Eat the poop. They must. The well, these fish specifically that that the robot saw, they eat the parasites off the hippo. Okay. They eat. Okay. So these huge groups of fish. They're just constantly massaging and cleaning the hippos. Because <laughs> yeah. the hippos can't clean themselves. Para- okay, so like bugs and insects. They bugs, eat. insects, parasites. It's like a whole, a whole the, buffet. Yeah, the hippos fight. They fight all the time, and they get cut, right? Yeah. And that cut would get inf- infected, and many yeah. more would die if they didn't have these fish. These fish go into the cut, and they clean it, right? Yeah. The hippos even open their mouths, and the fish go all the way inside their mouth. To do what? Clean. Do the, do the, the hippos keep their mouth open? They keep it open. For the fish to go yes, in there? Do they know the fish are going in yes. there? Yes. Pretty much? Yes. Yes. They're getting cleaned. They're getting cleaned. This, it's like a dentist, like a fish dentist. Sign to say that after the hippos have, have a cleaning, the hippos get even more lethargic. It's like it's <laughs> like having a massage. After a cleaning, the hippos get super lethargic and they, they just <laughs> like, what's the study that bed. what's the study behind this? Like the lethargy of hippos. The lethargy as of hippos affected is, by lethargy of hippos teeth usually at an eight and after a massage it's at a ten. The sleep, like we measured the amount of sleep of a hippo. I don't know, but they said that it's like a massage for the hippo, then they just go to bed. They measured they get, the meters the meters that it moved after its teeth got. They cleaned. go comatose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's hippo. No, that was amazing. Okay, yeah. Electric eel. If you is if, it gonna be better than hippo? I mean, hippos just fucking amazing. They're, they're, they barely do anything. They're huge. They get massaged all day. It would be tight to be a hippo. They're really cool. It's really they're cool. Really, Their really little really niche cool is pretty sweet. You know? They're tight. What they've done. Um, elect- uh, good work from the hippos. Yeah, good job. Ele- electric eel. If yeah. you've seen a video of electric eels electrocuting something, it's disgusting. Why? Because what they... So, there's there was this video of, of like a tank. Yeah. Okay? And they, they put like a foot, a foot in the tank, like a fake foot. The electric eel, it like swims up on the foot and just spasms on it. Oh. And each spasm is a 600-volt 600, 600 electric shock, mm-hmm. which would really hurt really, really bad. Oh, God. That's how, that's how, I, I don't know how else to describe Do it. Do they have it to be very, very painful shocks? So electric eel, you're talking about one species or there's many species of electric eels? Good question. Not yeah. sure. 
But I'm talking about a, I'm talking about an electric eel, Adam. <laughs> electric electric, bo- electric eel. boogaloo. Electric boogaloo. Okay, so the problem with the shock is that people die from they're in the river fishing. They get shot. The electric eel goes up their foot, shocks them. Then they then they they have a heart attack or become paralyzed, and then they drown. Oh my god! Right? Where? Where? And what rivers? Where in the world? Good question. No, not again. Um, again. <laughs> um, there's a crazy video of. Of a fisherman that's in Africa. Okay. <laughs> somewhere in Africa. So, once again, somewhere in Africa. Somewhere in Africa. There's a video of a fisherman. He catches he catches um an electric eel accidentally. He goes up to to his car to get a knife. Mm-hmm. And when he when he comes back, there's an alligator. Talk about circle of life. There's an alligator trying to eat the electric eel or a caiman trying to eat the electric eel. The caiman bites onto the electric eel. There's a video of this. And the electric and it bites on the electric eel to eat it, and the electric eel shocks it to death. <laughs> what? And then the fucking caiman dies. <laughs> God, it's an absolutely insane video. Okay. Um. So, in the Tennessee Aquarium, <laughs> yeah, they're so electric mm-hmm. that they have an electric eel in Tennessee Aquarium, and they use it to power their Christmas lights during the holidays. How? They take the voltage. They have from a the fucking. Water. It's just fuck. It's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that this creature makes like it's electricity. Well, that's what I wanted to know. So, do they release the electricity into the water, like, or do they need to actually touch you? They to, need to, to t- transfer. They need the to touch you. They need to touch you. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't remember that being true. I thought that when they, they could release when the, they put when I watched videos of them shocking shit. Because what's a good conductor of, of electricity? Water. Water is right. Water. Yeah, when I, when I watch videos of them shocking shit though, they cr- they like they, they go crawl up it. They know they crawl up it and, and touch they, it, and they spasm and they spasm their belly on it. And it's it's a lot of voltage, six hundred volts each shock. It's a lot of volts. So compare that to what? Like that's just a lot, right? I tried to figure that out and just could it couldn't. Do I you could, know, I could find one of the things I never understood when I was teaching physics to high school students is, ever is, is the difference between voltage and wattage. Wow. Because like I know one, I know that one of them will kill you, and one of them doesn't matter. Anyway, here's the cool thing. Here's yeah. the really cool thing about electric eels. In 1799, Italian scientist Alejandro Volta, talk about voltage. Yeah, Volta. Okay, he designed the battery, mm-hmm. and he designed the battery by studying electric eels. Wow. Yeah. So, so we, he he invented the battery because he studied electric eels. Yeah. Oh my god, how? Because they have fucking electricity. They their cells are basically batteries. Oh, 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 do they have like a, cur- a current from, uh, is there is one of the side of them positively charged and one side of them negatively charged? Good question, Adam. Yeah. Um, once again, no. Good question, dude. <laughs> All I know it. is that fucking, uh, I, I, sizzle, right? I'm here for sizzle. No, that's right. You're I'm the here sizzle for fucking guy. sizzle. No, I All I know is electric eels, their cells are basically little batteries. Okay. So this, so the, so Alejandro, Alejandro Volta, he studied the electric eel and then he came up with the battery by studying them. Now. A team of researchers led by Michael Mayer at the University of Freiburg. Michael McDonald at the University of, That's y- right. of Yacht Rock. That's right. Right now, mm-hmm. they're studying electric eels to design a specific kind of battery that is soft. So um, so for like a pacemaker or something inside people, mm-hmm. they want to develop a soft gelatin battery. Mm. So like a Duracell is hard, right? Okay. It'd be better if it was soft to go into your body. Yeah, so electric like eels, they're obviously soft. So they're trying to figure out how they can make a soft battery. So that, so that Papa, when he went through the the security, he wouldn't get binged by the metal yeah. detector, it, or just like it's better for your body not to have a fucking Duracell in there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So that's electric eel. <laughs> 
Hippo. Hippo. Hippos are say fucking. That, for your sections, hippo, A plus, electric eel, B. Electric eel, B. Yeah. Hippos are fucking big and they're mean and they shit nine times a day and there's tons of hippos in Medellin, Colombia. Electric eels are electric and they inspired the design of the battery. We would not have the battery without them. There you go. Halftime, honey. Fantastic. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and after that, it'll be time for the halftime, say, honey. It feels good to do animals after doing N- NFTs. Why is that? Because NFTs are just so just heady and stupid that it feels good to get back to nature. Get back to our roots. Talk about back, get to, back to our roots as a podcast. Talk about back to nature and sh- poo shit, the, the poo river. I was biking the other day on, on the bike. Told you this. And I, I was like, I'm going to watch a movie while I bike. I couldn't find fucking anything to watch because it just all looks so bad. So I watched Jackass forever. Bunch of Jackasses out there. I can watch about 20% of it. Noah, this is the Halftime Honey Toast, where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is somehow related to our episode. I find the story and Noah responds to his immediate thoughts. Noah, what are we drinking today? Today we're drinking none other than the Four Sigmatic Coffee. Yes, we are. And it's fantastic. We are both drinking Four sober, Sigmatic Sober, 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 sober. I have to be sober for my job, so I've been so sober for so long. This Halftime Honey Toast, I raise my glass, it goes out to an organization called the Wonders of the Mekong for releasing Mekong catfish. Wait, back, what's it called? Back into the wild. It's called the Wonders of the Mekong. Like the Mekong Delta. Can Mekong? <laughs> no. Get in it's that not a dick now. joke. It's not a dick joke. Mekong? Yeah. Mekong. Mekong. Mekong that ass. <laughs> there you go. You guys are welcome. Wonders of the Mekong. So Mekong catfish, as I'm going to get into, they're very rare and they're very endangered and they're giant. They're the biggest freshwater fish in the world and they're almost extinct. So last week they released one five foot long Mekong catfish back into the wild as well as some other rare fish that are in the Mekong Delta. Okay. So it's pretty sweet. It's a, it's a really rare type Scientists of hope the released fish can survive and begin to rebuild wild populations decimated by decades of overfishing, dam building, and other human activities. Other noodling. Other kind of noodling. Been decimated by southern people going there to noodle. <laughs> Mekong. Mekong that ass. So people in Mississippi are like, let's take a trip to Mekong to noodle some, some <laughs> sick catfish. I don't think there's so, noodling going some on Some people there. take fishing trips. Some no, people I think, take noodling I think trips. If you noodled a Mekong catfish, I don't think that you'd have a head anymore. No, that's called fucking epic noodling. <laughs> that's called the that's last called next the last level. noodle. The last the, noodle. The documentary. Are they ever afraid when they put their fucking hand let's in go. the hole let's that go. it's gonna fucking just get bitten off? Let's go. Let's go to fucking Oklahoma. Okay, is that where noodling takes Apparently, place? That's that's a hotbed of noodling. I don't. I know it's not officially in the South, but there's a big noodling going on in Oklahoma. I can see Oklahoma being a noodle. Let's place. find the top two noodlers and let's make a documentary called The Last Noodle. And we'll take yeah. them over to the Mekong. No, we take and them we noodle for over giant to Mekong gigantic catfish. catfish, and they have to noodle for them. Um, Noah, the Mekong mm-hmm. giant catfish. Good segue. It's 660 pounds, and they can reach three meters long. 603 meters is nine feet. Well, if, if you go to the Dude Nature picture share, okay, and you look at the first picture under the stupid People, bridge I picture. I understand that you can't see it. Yep. Okay, I, I just it. want Noah to see I it because I want you to hear it. Holy shit! <laughs> Is that the, the first one? You see the first picture? Holy shit. Yeah, that's the biggest freshwater fish in the world, the Mekong catfish. It also has like a really All right, hooked hold up on. Just yeah. hold on. Hold on. I'm going to describe it. This looks like if you took a, I took a bass and you Photoshop stretched it so that three people would have to hold it. <laughs> I'm going to put this on the Instagram as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just a massive. It's the fucking massive catfish. biggest fucking catfish I've ever seen. Um, okay. So someone noodle for that shit. I just want to tell a story about fish in Asia in general. They seem to be really big. I don't know what it is yeah. about Asia, but Asia, Asian <laughs> fish are just bigger in every way. The They're river larger. Fish. fish love Asia and they get really big. So when I was in Vietnam, we went to Ha Long Bay. It looks like this picture that I just showed you is in Ha Long Bay, um, which is a body of water in Vietnam in the north that has these circular islands of greenery. It's one of its biggest tourist attractions, so you, you might have heard about it. Have you? Do you, I, can I, I was just thinking. Yeah. Because I went to Thailand, you went to Vietnam. Right. Yeah. I think that at this point, you sh- I think that you should go to Vietnam. I think th- Thailand was touristy eight years ago when I was there. Uh-huh. I cannot imagine what it's like now. Yeah, I mean, Instagram. There's there's parts of Vietnam that are like that too, but I guess it's a I little bit. It's, it's, it's a little not, bit. Yeah, I don't think it's as much. Thailand it's is probably like not insane. as much. It's probably not as much. All right. So anyway, one of its biggest tourist attractions is Ha Long Bay. I think it's called the Floating Islands. That people say if you look it up, it's pretty cool. It looks like you're in Avatar: The Last Airbender, like when he gets to the air temple and there's always floating right islands. It's, it's pretty sweet. It is wild how the how the land looks in it Southeast is wild. Asia. Um, so we stopped at a my a group that I, I when I was studying abroad, we stopped at a fishing village. So in these bodies of water in Southeast Asia, they have floating villages, people just living in these shacks in the middle of bodies of water. And the guy opened up a floorboard in his house. And underneath the floorboard was a giant bamboo cage that he had made, the size of the house. And in that bamboo cage were about 10 of the biggest fish I had ever seen in my life. Alive. 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 And and I'm like, I'm, now I'm looking at the giant catfish. I'm pretty sure one of them was a giant catfish. That is fucking I mean, insane. These fish were the size of the house, underneath the house. That's fucking insane. Just takes up a floorboard and looks at it. And it was for tourists to look at. So I was part of the problem. Oh, but, like, yeah. oh, like he made like a little aquarium. He made a giant aquarium underneath his house, and you can open up a floorboard. And see, Did you have to pay him like a couple cents and to that, look at it? That's when I fucking realized that fish are just bigger in Asia. They're just bigger. They make them big. <laughs> the people are smaller. The fish are bigger. I love that. Okay, just so, love, love that. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. The Mekong catfish, it's a toothless herbivore. Like It, it has no teeth. Um, they eat zooplankton when they're younger. It has no teeth. It has no teeth. It's so fucking big. So I, I don't know if all catfish have no teeth, but I, it makes sense. If you're going to noodle that something has no teeth, maybe they have a little bit of teeth. Do, I know. Noodlers, I don't know, noodlers I don't know help us. if all catfish have no teeth. Yeah. I think, I think you're probably right. So it hangs out in the Mekong basin. What is the Mekong basin? It is the, uh, the Mekong river comes down from China and it distributes into Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand. If you look at a map of those countries, they're all next to each other. So that the wetland is the Mekong Delta, and it's a really cool habitat because it has a lot of very interesting fish, interesting turtles, amphibians, what have you, right? Yankees. I think it has something. Why are the fucking fish so weird I don't know. and big down here? The Mekong Delta has something to do with the Yankees, but I'm not sure. It actually does. Good. Okay. So obviously, these giant catfish, it's in danger of being overfished because it's so awesome. There's only a few hundred of these left in the wild. 90% of the species has been destroyed due to dams and other malpractice. Oh, no. Um, the WWF, World Wildlife Federation, signified the fish as a flagship animal for its environment because of its cultural significance and its endangered status. So you can tell how the Mekong environment is doing by measuring the population status of the Mekong giant catfish. And is it go- it's going down. Yeah, it's going down. Like I said, there's only a hundred, about a hundred left. So that's why last week when wonder, what, what was it called? Let me go to halftime on here. 
When Wonders of the Mekong released one Mekong catfish into the wild that they had bred in captivity, it was a big deal. I see. So people are working on, on trying to fixing save, that environment. Trying to save this fish. Yeah, exactly. So culturally, some Thai and Vietnamese believe that eating the giant fish brings good luck, intelligence, and longevity. One giant catfish can bring in $2,500, which is a lot of money for them. A, a ton of money. That, no, right? that, that is like literally 10. Not to mention like all the, 50 years all the tourism that you can get like from having a catfish on so your property. So that dude just literally had a tank. Yeah, I actually, like I saw this a, a lot in other villages. Underneath his house. He had a bamboo, like he had made a bamboo tank underneath his house. Right. right? And it was filled with gigantic fish just for people to look at. I mean, and it worked because when we were on a tour in Halong Bay, we stopped there. Right. So like, once again, I wasn't helping, right? Wild. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, more on floating villages in a second. So that's the Mekong catfish. Um, they're fucking huge what, and awesome. the, Hey, the second photo you have up here. Yeah. The second photo I have is an arapaima. That's the... So do you recognize <laughs> that fish? Do you recognize that guy? Also, that dude is pulling it up is jacked. Adam has a picture of a dude literally carrying a fish that is so big. It is bigger than him. And he's holding it over his back and carrying it. it it's bigger than a person. Yeah, that is... That fish is at the... Amazon exhibit in San Francisco in the museum. Oh, Science. that huge fish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's in the middle of the Am Amazon uh, yeah. forest. Yeah. So this is a Brazilian Amazonian fish, the Arapaima. I, I'm probably Why not saying that right. Why are river fish so cool? They're fucking awesome. I, I, I don't know. I, they get like shockingly big. I mean, I mean, obviously the show river monsters, what I learned from, from, from doing this is that we should probably watch the show. I think they're cool because we've probably discovered more of rivers and lakes than we have of the ocean. Just because we're we're close to rivers, we've been on rivers for a long time. It's gigantic have, fish. There's a lot of like, yeah, it's a giant, awesome fish. Also, um, I mean, the Amazon is is a gigantic body of water, so you can tell why things get so big. I think it's like the bigger the wet the wetland or the environment is, the bigger the fish will get. Like the Mekong River Delta is huge; it spans like five different countries, right? So it's got a lot of food. A lot of food, exactly. Uh, I didn't do that. Or I'm saying it wrong. I didn't do it, but it's a fucking awesome fish. Yeah, there wow. you go. Uh, I'm going to go to Giant Stingray. Holy fuck. Okay. Giant Stingray. Um, once again, the Giant Stingray is another Southeast Asian gigantic fish. And I want to show you a video of it because it's awesome. And you can describe what you're seeing. Can you please click on the link in the Dude Nature Picture Share? A lot of picture share. Yeah, that's okay. A lot of picture share. You have to see it. You have to see it. I know you can't see it, people. Please tell me okay. what you're seeing, Noah. Okay, well, right now I'm seeing a fucking ad because that's how YouTube works. God fucking damn it. I get a fucking just an absolute bullshit ad every single time. I just want you to look at how this how this thing looks like Holy a massive fuck. All right, all right, I'm describing it. Yeah. Listen, listen. This thing looks... How, how, how to describe this thing? A humongous round table. Yeah. If you, had a, if you had the biggest... Oh, my God. If you had the biggest round table you could ever have... That is how big the stingray is, and its sides are, like, undulating. Yeah, I wanted you to Wait, see how that's cool that good, is. That's not a good description. No, I wanted you to see how the stingray moves. Wait, can you it describe is, the description? To the it's a giant pancake. It's a giant pancake that's undulating. They're releasing it back into it's the wild. Undulating. One, one of the biologists is holding its stinger up in the air, and I, I'm not sure this why he's doing that. Can I say something? This is such a Southeast Asia thing to do. They just <laughs> give is. no fucks sometimes. I just think it's really cool that because it's so big, you can see the local... Uh, locomotion of the stingray and the sides of it move in a wave. You know, it's just really it's just cool to see. The I don't si want you to yeah, see the, that. Yeah. yeah, the sides of the stingray move in a wave, 
And I would say, how big can you like? Can you fucking do a better job at, at the center of a basketball court, where it's the round? That's it, good. Is that just a soccer ball field? No. Yeah, it's like the size of the center of a ba- the of center a, of a basketball court. It's the circum. It, that's how big this fucking thing giant is. stingray, right? So this is truly the biggest fish in the world. Would have to be the giant stingray. There have been reports in Sumatra about stingrays over a thousand pounds, and they look like a giant pancake. Once again, um, gigantic. Though. They aren't good eating. So fishermen don't want to catch them, and they stay at the bottom of rivers and lakes. So they are seldom caught, and apparently when they are caught, they put up such a uh, crazy fight that they have been reported to drag boats across lakes and rivers. They're huge. They can literally drag boats. How they're so they get, strong. So they're, why are they so big? Why are they gigantism? I don't know. They just, they just stay at the bottom of the ocean, and they and suck no up shit. No one can shit. find them, and they fucking No one can find shit. them. Yep. Um, <clears throat> they are also obviously threatened. People in the Mekong region have described them as being gigantic ufos that sometimes wash up on the beach dude because of so putting river your pollution. putting your foot inside of the a water yeah. river in southeast asia is no joke yeah let me just talk, talk to you a little bit more about southeast asia this is called the night i stayed at a floating village in in bon oh, it's not bon temp like that's like a mount tam damn it i had the i had the name on here um it's where this video is is filmed at it's in cambodia Tem something lake. I don't know. Whatever. A lake in Cambodia, right? One of the biggest lakes in Cambodia where all these fish are. The giant catfish, the giant stingray. So these floating villages, I just want to describe it to you. It's crazy. There are these remote locations where they're in the middle of a fucking lake just on stilts. There's nothing around them. There's no land or anything. They've just formed a community in the middle of a fucking lake on bamboo stilts. And here's... Five things that were weird about staying in the floating yeah, village. Yeah, tell me. Right? Five things I learned. Number one, someone told me that they had 11 kids through a translator, and they lost 10 of them. 10 kids died. Damn. So the one kid survived. Right? Are they just completely remote? There was a house, and by house I mean board on stilts, where people with dengue stayed. They were laid out dengue on wood. Yeah, dengue fever. They were laid out on wooden planks to sweat it out, and someone gave them water periodically. That's the treatment for dengue. Then. The treatment for dengue is go lay on the board, and if I hope you survive. Sweat it. When I got dengue, I was in a hospital for five days with an IV and pizza and whatever I needed. But you know, that's how they do it over there. Number three, every house had large, gigantic vats of rice wine. Have you ever tasted rice wine? Yes. It tastes. What does it taste like? Oh man, it tastes terrible. Yeah, it tastes terrible, but it has like the highest amount of alcohol content. Crazy high alcohol content. Tastes like gasoline you put into. Dude, a we car. used to buy it. In, we used to buy it in Thailand because it was like a dollar. But you could get it for like a bottle right. of it for like a dollar. But everybody in these houses is making their own rice wine. That's their so own. Tight. And like some of it's flavored, but it's in giant vats, and so they drink it all the time. I, yeah, they drink it all the time. It tasted like. Horrendous, but I got so it tastes so like drunk. gasoline. But you get so drunk from a tiny amount. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to sit down when you drink it because you don't want to get too drunk. You don't want to fall in the water and drown. You're supposed to be seated when you're drinking the rice wine. It's so strong. Um, someone had another bamboo cage full of crocodiles, and once again, that was trying to attract the tourist boats that sped by. R- what? Yeah, it was above the water, floating, and it was full of crocodiles. Right. But there's right, so there you go. the tourist money is so much more than they can make fishing, like a hundred times more. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I wonder what happened now. But dude, it was a nice dude, one. Like we had a good breakfast and everything. It was freaking my, amazing my, experience. Yeah, my Thailand experience and your uh, Vietnam experience. Mm-hmm. They were before Instagram. That's true. So now 
Because so like these places, there used to be special kind. There used to be like places, places that like never no one knew before. about and yeah. you've never seen before or heard about. But nowadays, that I wonder how that would have changed. Nowadays, probably a million pictures of it. Right, and it's probably a million people there. Um, the cycle of poop. So in Vietnam, it's common to have a fish pond in your house, even if you're in a city. Like the city I stayed in in Saigon, the outskirts of Saigon. There's you go in the back of the house. There's a toilet overneath over a pond, and in that pond, there's a bunch of fish. You take it, take a shot. The shot falls by the force of gravity into the pond. The fish eat the shot. Okay, and then they clean they clean the lake and they clean your poop up. That's plumbing. It's Vietnamese plumbing. Wait, so okay, so you take a poo. It goes into a take a poo. It falls through a hole. It falls through a into hole, a pond into into a pond of fish. No pond of Is fish. Is the pond underneath multiple houses? Oh yeah, everybody has this in these villages. It's a fish pond poop cycle. The fish eat the poop and then it cleans. The poop, it's the, pl- the the poop is gone, right? That's and the amazing. fish have been fed. They, yeah, that's amazing. They eat the whole thing, and then they eat the fish. Cycle of life. Cycle of life. It's not that much different than planting cow manure and having plants grow out of cow manure, right? That's a am- wait, but that's amazing. They have like it's like yeah, it, it's amazing. amazing it's honestly. amazing. So that's in these so floating cool. villages, they have the same kind of concept. That's why I was asking where the, these giant fish are hanging out below. Like if you look underneath the toilet, you'll see fucking <laughs> biggest goddamn fish you're like taking your shit and you look down and there's a giant catfish this is a giant catfish there's a giant catfish yeah yeah do it do do it do it or fall all right so that's fall or do it or noodle me basically what i wanted people to know about those two sections is that asia has massive fish <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome great section really cool. great section i think we could have gone more into noodling yeah, I I did look into noodling we a little bit. We could have noodled a little bit. What do you think noodling is though? It's just, I think it's, it's a dude, dude dude sticking their hands in holes in catfish holes. The most interesting thing I had to say about noodling is it's probably like ninety nine point nine 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 percent men sticking their hands into holes. But the top five videos on YouTube are girls in bikinis noodling, noodling. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, I'm more interested in the YouTube algorithm than I am in. <laughs> In actual noodling. The thing is, hot girls, they just pick something that is masculine, like noodling. Listen, or like an attractive lady out there, and guess pick what? Pick something that's masculine. And then make a Start video a YouTube of it, channel. And you're good. Let's go. Yeah, If you're, you're a dude, and you want to make some more money on the side, you're going to have to do something disgusting or hurt yourself. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. When I, guess what I got when I looked up Electric Eel? What? The first thing I got, thank God you reminded me. getting stung by Electric Eel. About 100 videos of, if, if you're a dude... Yeah, you can make money by getting stung or bitten by things. <laughs> we've we've already gone into we've this. Gone we've gone, gone into this insects. before. We've, we've gone, gone that with before. insects. How many videos of electric eels get stinging people are there? That's <laughs> probably a lot. There's a million now. A million now. Now you'd have to go. You have to go further, right? Yeah, like an electric eel in my butt or you know in my eye or something. Hawk girl, just pick a man thing and do it. Dude, just just get stung by something. We're gonna do one more break and then after that it'll be time for the open kimono. Monsters with Jeremy Wade. He is fishing for them. 
I wonder if he releases them. Because it could... I think it could be kind of a sick show. I gotta be honest with you. I obviously got a lot of River Monster when I was searching. You wanna, you wanna get into watching River Monster? Do you wanna try some River Monster? You know what it's gonna be like. It's gonna be like... Start with the, the story. Deep, deep in, in the, the Amazon. And I lost my foot. There, even the Amazon. Hong Show says the youngest it, child yeah, of the village then, went down to the and river then it has and him, was never and then it has seen him again. talking with like an English dub in. I was waiting in the river when the it attacked my hand. Let me share something with you. In my giant freshwater stingray video that I shared with you, on the side where the YouTube shows you all you know, all the videos that it thinks you'll like. Here's one: keeping a grocery store lobster as a pet. Sixteen million views. <laughs> okay, yeah, Dude, not the YouTube algorithm. Here we go. Here we go. I just I just searched electric eel. Okay, first video shocked by an electric eel. <laughs> Second video electric eel shocks me again and <laughs> again ag- and again. The reshock and, electric and, eel and again. Re-shock. Otherwise known as the reshock Shock two. Then <laughs> video three. You don't want to touch an electric eel. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Uh, this is the Alba Kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final <laughs> Wait, thoughts on. on the topic. I'm we sorry. leave nothing to the imagination. I like the title. Shocks <laughs> me again and again. The reshock. <laughs> the reshock. No, what is your open kimono? Okay. My open kimono is that. Uh, I, I, the, why are the animals in the river like more interesting than the animals in the ocean? They're not more interesting, but I, I don't know why. You know what I mean? They're just sick. Hippos are 10,000 pounds. That, that's, the, that's the weight of two Ford F-150s. They poop a lot and they barely do anything. There's a lot loose in Medellin and Colombia. Electric eels, they electrocute shit. They, they inspire the battery. And there's huge fucking fish in Southeast Asia. There, there's, it boggles the mind how big these fish are that live in these rivers. Boggles the mind. Adam, what's your open kimono? Uh, my open kimono is that hippos are super cool. They have an awesome niche. They're very well adapted to. They're a very unique species, and their babies are insanely cute. If you look at pictures, fish are really, really big in Asia. You should go to Asia and you should look at some fish because they're fucking huge. It'll change your life. 100%. Yeah. You put a goldfish in Asia, guess what will happen? It's going to become a really big it's goldfish. It's going to become a fucking kraken. A fucking <laughs> 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 um, links, once again, I'm going to shout out to the Against Malaria Foundation. It's againstmalaria.com. These countries that we we're talking about in Southeast Asia and Africa, they're ravaged by malaria. It's worse than COVID. It's been worse than COVID for a long time. So this is one of the best charities in the world because it's highly tractable. It means that if you donate to Against Malaria, you can see exactly where your money is going to, how many nets it buys, blah, 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 stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I, I wanted to, I, that, that's, that's my link. Very, you have very, any links? Very cool link. I mm-hmm. wanted to add that I saw, I saw, I, I said it for a second, I saw the Halo TV series. I thought it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like it was just, it talked about River of Pooh. It was capital C content of Pooh. I then saw Jackass Forever. Um, I watched about twenty percent of it. Some of it was good. Some of it just seemed really sadistic, to be honest. And so is that a is strange. that a link? No. What is that? That has nothing to do with anything. Just what's on this your mind. What's on Noah's what's mind? On my we'll mind. have a new section called What's on Noah's so that's, Mind. That's called again. That's called going from Against Malaria to Jackass Forever. But sorry, go ahead. Shout out to Sarah and all her boyfriends. May they be if they're hippo like. I hope that hopefully they're not aggressive, right? What if they're like a bottom feeder stingray? I'd rather them be like a Mekong mm. catfish, a highly endangered, mm. awesome, and culturally sa- significant species. Sarah can noodle for them. And Sarah Maybe can noodle for them. Maybe she sticks her hand in a hole. Exactly. A man bites onto it, becomes her boyfriend. You can find us at dudenature.com. You can find us at dude underscore nature on Instagram. Give us a shout out at dudenature.com. If 
you haven't reviewed the podcast, we really love a review love on it, iTunes, please. Apple Podcasts. It really helps us keep doing it. And you know what? If you haven't reached out to us yet, we'd love to hear from you guys. We always do. Noah? Oh, by the way, and you can email us, Noah at DudeNature.com, Adam at DudeNature.com. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we love yeah. you guys. Thank you for listening. We love you. Hippo. Goodbye. Hippo. Hippo.